Hey guys, if you're digging this content, then I want to personally invite you to join our community and join us live every single Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. We host what we call our King's Council Growth Calls. Again, every Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Now, these are our calls in which you can actually participate in. We have a variety of guest speakers that range from business experts to church leaders. We coach on leadership, entrepreneurship, and finances. So join us every Monday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, and get to know the community of like-mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs. Text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word KING to 727-472-3860. I look forward to meeting you live Mondays at 5.30 Central Standard Time. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and you got me solo again today, guys. I'm actually going to be diving into... um, Really, a continuation of what we've talked about in the past, a decent amount, uh, based upon uh, what I believe is our our cultural mandate to create. Uh, we've been given we so I wrote the book, The Kingdom Entrepreneur, the first part, uh, the Seven Day Blueprint, and which is really just essentially breaking down creation. God created everything in six days, and on that sixth day. He actually gave us a mandate, Genesis Genesis one twenty eight, which says to be fruitful. Right, first off, it says, and God blessed them and said, "Be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, and subdue it." And guys, there is multiple references to being fruitful and multiplying. I'll kind of unpack that a little bit as we we talk through this. But the very first thing I want to do is I want us to have an understanding of what in the world does it mean to be fruitful, right? There's there's lots of references to being fruitful uh, throughout the Old Testament in multiplying. A lot of, you know, uh, in Genesis alone, I th- it's it's mentioned to be fruitful and multiply like nine times. And, and then if we go into the New Testament, there's multiple references. Jesus talks about uh, what it means to, to be fruitful and, and what it means to abide in him. And that's what I really want to unpack today, guys, uh, before we continue into, uh, uh, you know, what it really means to, to multiply, to, to subdue this earth and ultimately have dominion. First off, we got to be fruitful first. It starts with us first. And a lot of people will, will think that being fruitful is synonymous with being productive, right? And while I, my goal here in this session is to really explain what that means, uh, the similarities between them, but also the differences between being fruitful and being productive. Because I, I believe you can you can actually be productive, right? On and in this world, you can be very productive and not be fruitful. But I do not believe that you can actually be fruitful and not productive. 
And I want you guys to, to keep that in your heads here as we, we go through uh, over the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to unpack this for you guys. So before we can multiply, before we can uh, subdue this earth and have dominion, we are called to be fruitful. But I, I do not want us to forget this, that, that God created everything, created us, then gave us this mandate, blessed us. Let's never forget that. But then gave us this mandate to be fruitful and then essentially have dominion. God created us for dominion, to actually have authority, to have responsibility on this earth. Now, we do know as we read through Genesis, uh, you know, Adam and Eve uh, messed up, right? We fell in the garden. And, and ultimately, as, as you know, we read, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a pretty firm b- believer that if you believe the, the Bible as the infallible word of God, you got to believe the whole thing. And there's such an amazing, man, what do I want to say? Such an amazing, uh, just confirmation between New Testament and the Old Testament. And I'm going to, again, kind of unpack some of that today for for us as well, guys, because uh, John 10.10 actually tells us that uh, the enemy comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. And so while Adam and Eve, they they sinned in the garden, they fell, the, the blessing of fruitfulness that they once had was at that point in time, right then and there, bam, it's been corrupt right? It's been the the consequence of of that sin then introduced what we know today as as just destruction, right? Because that's what the enemy comes to do. He's going to come to steal. He's going to come to kill and he's going to come to destroy every single time. That's his goal. That's his purpose in your life. And and because of that, that, that's what we've dealt with, right? And, And you can read all throughout the Old Testament here, but the most incredible thing is that Praise God that he sent Jesus back to redeem us, right? And so he's actually, he he gives us the authority over what we mentioned before, that destruction, over uh, sickness, over disease, everything that the enemy works against you, Jesus gives you back that authority through, through him coming back, dying, and then ultimately raising, rising again, and and then ascending the Holy Spirit to come act as a, as a, um, uh, a deposit. I mean, so amazing is it was like, here's like, here's the deposit of, of just what, what it's like to live, uh, in the kingdom with God's rule and reign in your life. And so while, while chaos happened, right? Sin took place. Jesus came back, redeemed us for that. We now still have the ability to be fruitful. Okay. And, but I want us to get an understanding of what this really means, because this is, if we choose to do so, okay, because we don't, we don't have to accept this, this responsibility of being fruitful in our lives. Okay. It's, it's, it is, it is up to us essentially, if we want to be fruitful. And again, back to understanding the difference between being productive and being fruitful. That's the ultimate goal, guys, that I want to unpack on this, this message here today is just understanding that, right? Jesus restored us and gave us that ability to be fruitful, to multiply, but some of us, even Christians, don't do that, right? Okay, back to Genesis here. Man fell, 
And then as we continue to read through Genesis, I've been spending a decent amount of time uh, in this book, which I would highly recommend it. If, if you haven't spent some time in here, it's just amazing uh, just to understand even the the timelines of, of, of what took place, right? Because if, if you read through Genesis, there, you know, there's creation, there's the fall, um, there's Cain and, and Abel, uh, then uh, um, Noah comes on the scene, there's the flood, and even at, after the flood, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 again, so it's like the world was a freaking train wreck, right? And God then now uh, sends the flood, and basically it's like, all right, clean slate here. I, there was there's one dude that was uh, uh, had, had proved himself uh, in God's eyes to to like, hey, this is who I'm going to start over again with. And he has the flood, and then Genesis chapter nine verse one it says, then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful increase in number and fill the earth, depending upon which version, be fruitful in multiply. Okay. That's this, this, the, another time it's just mentioned there. And as I mentioned before, there's like nine times throughout Genesis that we're told to, to be fruitful and multiply. And then as we look at the word fruitful, okay, we're going to read that there's, you know, another 60 additional times that that is mentioned throughout the Bible here. So we're going to unpack, what does it mean to actually be fruitful? Because fruitfulness in the Old Testament is different than fruitfulness in the New Testament. Okay, in the Old Testament, fruitfulness was really a a sign, or uh, it was a a blessing under the Old Covenant law. Right, fruitfulness was an Old Covenant blessing, and then fruitfulness uh, or fruitlessness, we'll call it. So, if you didn't have fruit right? Like Adam, uh, or excuse me, God blessed even Abraham and, 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 and made him fruitful. And so, and there's multiple references. I don't have time to just unpack all of these, but I would encourage you just look this up, do a, do a search, uh, within the, the Bible of like, what does it mean to be fruitful within the old Testament? But then also for those that were not fruitful, it, that was essentially a curse within the old covenant. And there's, there's multiple references of that taking place where it's like uh, God then cursed th- the land where it was no longer producing fruit, right? Or they it cursed a, a man who's, who's no longer producing, being fruitful, producing a child, and that was a, a curse. So lots of examples in the Old Testament of what that means, okay? But as we fl- fast forward into the New Testament, there's a different understanding of what it means to be fruitful because Jesus comes on the scene and he starts to explain to people that, that he will know us or people, excuse me, will know us by the quality of the fruit in our lives. Matthew 12, uh, 33 says this specifically, uh, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruit. Or specifically, I want to spend some time here in Matthew chapter seven with you guys. And I'm just going to read this. Um, I'll read this here. I've got it on my, my computer screen here. It says, beware of false. So again, Matthew chapter seven, we're going to start in verse 15. It says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly in ra- but inwardly are ravenous wolves. 
you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Again, we will be recognized by our fruits. So understanding the difference between fruitfulness, being fruitful in the Old Testament and now Jesus on the, on the scene in the New Testament. What does it mean to be fruitful? If, if people are going to recognize us by our fruits, what does that actually mean? And at the core of, of this, guys, I mean, the roots, re, excuse me, the fruits reveal the roots. This is this is good, guys. The, the, the fruits reveal the roots because we're going to ultimately, as you, as you continue to read through the new Testament here, there's going to be multiple examples. Actually, I'm going to spend some time on, on next week's episode specifically, uh, with what it means to be, to abide in, in the, the true, true vine, right? Which is Jesus, because that, that is the ultimate root that we have to abide in. We, and it's a continual process in this, this life of this discipleship life as a follower of Christ is, is how do we abide? How do we continually remain fruitful in our lives? And ultimately it comes back to the roots because guys, fruit, I'm sure some of you have experienced this before, but fruit can be rotten from the inside out. While it might look shiny and, and, and crisp and delicious, just think about that fruit, right? If you've, if you've ever gone to an, we went to an apple orchard this past fall and, you know, grabbing a, an apple off of the tree, it looks like a great healthy apple. And then you get it and it's, it's, you, you go to squeeze it and it's soft or there's a worm coming out or you turn it around and there's a hole in the side and it's literally rotten from the inside out. Now, I know you guys have probably experienced this in your own life, especially in the Christian community, unfortunately, right? And, and while I say more of a professed Christian community, I've had business partnerships like this where everything looks great from the outside in. And it isn't until you actually really get to be a part uh, of, of their lives and, and understand like what's really going on, the roots actually become exposed or, or, or lack thereof the roots within that tree's life. Okay. And, and as, it's, it's interesting guys, as I was preparing for this in Matthew chapter seven, this, it, it talks about a tree and its fruit. And then it, it goes into a couple verses that I've read in the past and they've, it's really kind of freaking jacked me up uh, simply because it, it kind of scares me because I've questioned this in, in my life a, a few different times. And if you look at, Matthew chapter seven, starting then in verses 21. So we just read what it means to a, a, a tree and its fruit and that we will be known by the fruit in our lives, essentially. And then, it, and then it goes on and it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Guys, this is, 
what I was referring to that has kind of jacked me up before. It's like, holy cow. Is and, and it, the, the very next chapter, then it goes into, um, depending upon the type of a version of Bible that you're, you're using, the title of mine, it says the wise and foolish builders, but it, it essentially goes back into uh, building your house on, on the rock, right? Another example of living a life that's foundationally strong, that's rooted in truth. And, and right in between that, a tree and its fruit and, and building like a, a, you know, the, a foundationally strong in between there is, is these two, two sentences where it's like, yeah, not everyone who says to me is Lord, Lord is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. These guys literally says they prophesied. They, um, they drove out demons in, in Jesus's name. And it's like, isn't that fruit? Like, I mean, I, Follow me on this, guys. These guys literally performed miracles. They're prophesying. They did mighty works in his name. And it goes on to say that they never knew him. Isn't, I mean, this, this is like been a, a little bit for me to even swallow and process, guys. But I, I, I've come to understand here that what, what they're doing there is not fruit, right? Those are gifts of the spirit. And there's a difference here that I want to spend some time to differentiate for everybody here. If you've never heard this or have this understanding that there is a difference between the gifts of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. Okay. Cause the gifts of the spirit would be a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, gift of prophecy, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, speaking in tongues, and then ultimately the interpretation of tongues. Those can all be found specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, the gifts of the spirit, which is clearly what those people were doing when they were casting out demons. They're prophesying, right? They're performing many miracles. They're operating within the, the gifts of the spirit. But in Galatians, Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23, it tells, Paul actually tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Again, that's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So in this life that we have, there's, there's fruit of the Spirit, there's gifts of the Spirit. And... I, one, they're not one in the same. I want to, I want us to fully understand that, that those people that, that Jesus actually said away from me, I never knew you. They still had giftings. They still had giftings. It's incredible. And I'm sure you guys have probably know people like this in, in, in your own walk, right? Whether you're a, a, a brand new believer, maybe you haven't, I, I, you know, seen that yet, or you've, been in this walk for a period of time now where it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I know I can name a, quite a few people off the top of my head here of where it's like, yeah, they, they definitely have a gifting. Some of those giftings that we talk about of what those gifts of the spirit actually are. But there's a huge difference between that and actually having the fruit of the spirit. Because just because a person has the gifts Right, which are essentially to be used for for the purpose of, of actual ministry. It it's not necessarily a, a way in which we should be able to to you know 
judge anybody, but but we do, right? It's We're not going to be able to measure them, uh, the depth of a person's spiritual life based upon their gifts. It should be it's based upon the fruit in their life. Just because somebody can... can uh, uh, you know, speak a, a word of wisdom or, or people that, how about this? People that, that speak in tongues, pray in tongues. It, it automatically, people think that, oh, they're, they're superior to others in the, in the Christian community. And I'm, let me just tell you that it couldn't be further from the truth, guys. Just because there, there's a gift that that's manifested does not mean that they are spiritually uh, any, uh, th- there's more fruit in their life than somebody that, that doesn't speak in tongues. I want us to to fully understand this, guys. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit, that's that love, joy, peace, patience. That is actually the the character of a person's life. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. And and so it's different from the gifts, but in contrast, it actually displays the, the development, the continual development of a person's life as they are continually being transformed in the image of Christ. That, my friends, is what it means to actually truly be fruitful. Okay, regardless of the varying giftings, we are all called to uh, to continually abide in Christ. We're gonna we're gonna unpack more of that of what it means to abide in Christ and and develop the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, I want to. I want to. I'm, I'm going to probably put a bow on it, guys. With this, is I want us to understand the, the again the difference between the giftings of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. But one thing, as as I've, I've basically did a, a word search throughout the the Bible of of fruitful and and what it means to to be fruitful and and have fruit, and so it's it's unpacked so much that I want to just like give it all to you guys. But I'm going to chunk this into a few different weeks. So we can kind of understand this or take this in, in pieces because I want us to meditate on this and really understand that in actually First Corinthians, Paul, so it's not just Jesus that's talking about fruit throughout the New Testament. It's a, a, a continuation throughout the entire New Testament, specifically Paul, of course, who's written the majority of the New Testament. But he actually says in First Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 20, he says that Christ's resurrection is the first fruits which is so interesting to me. That's that's the 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 beginning of the harvest of of ultimately God's return, like his kingdom, right? It's the beginning of the harvest. And then when he returns, we will actually be the fruit that he comes to harvest. The the uh, the body of believers. Okay, so while I mentioned when we when we first kind of started this this understanding of productivity and and a lot of people will equate that that to be fruitful means to be productive or to be productive means fruitful. And while there are similarities between those, I, I, I want us to understand that we that there is a, a biblical theology of, of what productivity actually is. Okay, so productivity from a, from a biblical standpoint, in order to be productive, that would be defined as, as fruitfulness in Christ. In this world, guys, and in the business community, a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this, there is no amount of of productivity hacks and tips and tricks and uh, strategies on how to be more productive. There's there's nothing that will even that will 
come close to teaching you how to be fruitful other than abiding in Jesus Christ. You can be productive and not bear fruit. We've all seen this. You can be very productive but have zero fruit in your life. Remember what the fruit of the Spirit actually is. But a person cannot be fruitful without being productive. And there is only one way for us to actually remain fruitful. And that's what I want us to, to talk about on next week's episode, guys. John chapter 15, we're going we're gonna to dive into what it means to, to bear much fruit and how we can bear, be very fruitful in our own lives. And it all comes back to abiding in him. And once we do that, guys, we, we, we've got to be fruitful first before we should be multiplying, right? Because you can multiply bad fruit, no different than you can, you can multiply good fruit, right? A, a good tree cannot bear good fruit or a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So what we want to do is we want to be fruitful of good fruit. Through the redemptive work of Christ in our lives, we can actually be fruitful and then we can multiply, right? So if, if we're abiding in Christ, how do we do that then as a kingdom entrepreneur to whatever we do? We, we can be productive. We can, do, we can get sales done. We can, we can actually prioritize. We can run companies. We can do ev everything to be productive. But as a kingdom entrepreneur, the only way that we're going to be fruitful is by abiding in him but they can all happen at the same time. We're going to pack, unpack more of this, guys, on next week's episode. We'll see you guys there. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.